Welcome to Dig It. This is The Speaker. I'm here with my co-host, uh, the Sharp Edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. How are you ladies going? Good. How are you doing? Horribly. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I wish this has to be, I am doing freaking awesome. No, but I don't like to lie to people, so we don't, we don't, we don't <laughs> lie to people here. This is a truth podcast. Okay. No, I've been yes. sick for the last week. I'm on some serious antibiotics, so I might be a little bit quiet today, but I'm also going to use this moment to thank you two because these two ladies have been pretty brilliant this week. One covering for like everything I do and then putting out videos on their own and doing their own articles. Corey brought out two this week. It just brought out one, so go over to Hivemind, check that out. You you girls surprise me on the daily. So Aww. thank you for that. That's nice, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> well, you, you do lift me up every time I'm sick. And I do get sick a lot, so we're just not good. I've got to change that. So today, we're going to dive into a few things. One, we're going to talk about uh, the vaccine deal that just passed in Jersey. I don't know much about it, but Corey's on it. Illegals getting driver's licenses. The $1.4 trillion spending bill that just passed in the House and Senate. We're going to talk about the Flynn case, impeachment. Corey is going to get into the Trump letter, which is fire from what I read. And then at the end, we're just going to finish off a discussion about these Navy recruits that are being investigated for an absolute troll or a joke, which is the white power symbol, which is not a white power symbol. It's just an okay symbol. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to dig into a little bit about that and how that started as a joke and how it's proved how crazy the left are and how stupid they are. <laughs> so let's start off first ladies where are we so the vaccine bill s2173 to eliminate religious exemption rights in new jersey was uh put to a halt after 500 to a thousand parents and opponents filled the state house halls and courtyard outside so it passed in the assembly but the senate didn't take action because they didn't, they said, you know, they didn't have the final votes and there was all the screaming going outside. So kudos to you guys that were there. That's freaking awesome. Nice. That just made me smile when I saw that, uh, those video clips come out. I love seeing people standing up for their rights. Now the democratic Senate president, I don't know if it's, he pronounces it Stefan or Steven, but Sweeney said they can cheer all they want. The bill is going to get done. This is good public policy. There is no science to back up what the people are saying. I just, you know, I just want to smack people when they say that because there's a lot of science out there. Now they have two more voting sessions scheduled in January before the legislative session ends on January 13th. So if it doesn't pass by then, then they have to start the whole hearing process over again. If they do manage to pass it, then the Democratic governor, Phil Murphy, would decide whether to sign it into law. But he states that he recognizes the passions on, on this on both sides, but they will base their decisions on science and facts. So we know what that means. So to all those who rallied around this to put a stop to the religious exemption rights against, you know, vaccines to their children, kudos to you, but but make sure you stay on top of this because they got two more attempts to try and sneak this through. Wow. Great job, guys. Keep it, keep it up. Don't give up. Yeah. And then, and then since we're on this, let's, let's talk about, <laughs> I'm sure everyone saw the videos of New York DMV opening its doors because six months ago they passed the bill called New York green light law. And uh, they are allowing 
uh, undocumented immigrants to get driver's licenses. So I have a handful of little tidbits of information in here that my, everyone might not be aware of. So we literally saw them like lined up going down around the block. And then the Department of Homeland Security press secretary puts out this tweet in this statement. And this is just, this is just mind boggling. So they say, New York has decided they aren't going to let Homeland Security investigations access DMV data when we are investigating things like child pornography, terrorism, and human trafficking terrible law that protects criminals. In their statement, they say, this will protect criminals at the expense of the safety and security of law-abiding New York residents. Besides giving driver's licenses to hundreds of thousands of people who broke our laws and have come to our country illegally, the New York law also blocks DHS law enforcement officers who investigate crimes like child exploitation, human trafficking, terrorism, the targeting of gang members, sex offenders, and drug smuggling, from accessing important public records. Accessing this information is vital to building out these criminal cases, identifying criminal suspects, and enhancing officer safety. So you guys, I'm sure, can imagine what Mayor Bill de Blasio says. He retweets them and says, Spare us your scare tactics. It makes everyone, in all caps, safer when every driver on our roads has a license. Is that the stupidest thing you've ever heard They're in not- your life? After the statement they just made? They shouldn't be in the country. Let's just let's <laughs> yeah. just pull that back for a fact. And it boggles my mind how Homeland Security doesn't have like jurisdiction over this to get this data from the deal. Like how they can even legally block this in the first place. I mean, there's just the loopholes in our entire law system and the way these people have, I mean, we're seeing it now with the whole, you know, Horowitz keeps repeating over and over about this issue throughout the FBI and the systems that they're running and how there's no like oversight or rules or accountability going on there. So that's what happens when government gets too big. Yeah. So now New Jersey is about to sign a bill to include theirs as well, which they're calling standard driver's license for undocumented immigrants and senior citizens. Now, when they pass that, if they pass it before January, then they're saying it would go into effect by January 21, but it could go into effect sooner because once they get the system down and how they're going to do this, like what documents are they going to have to bring in? Because typically you're going to bring in a passport, a birth certificate, stuff like that. So once they get this all structured and set up, then they can rock and roll with this and open their doors. Well, New York did manage to do that in just six months. So the reason I'm bringing this up is for obvious reasons, the election. Exactly. Because we know this is the reason they're doing this in the first place. 100%. Now, they're saying, so as far as New Jersey goes, they're saying they will not be able to obtain a commercial driver's license or drive a school bus. And get this, though. So the New Jersey Motor Vehicle Commission, and I'm, I'm sure, I haven't read New York's, but I'm sure there's probably similar, will provide translators for every office that processes applications and will be able to translate in three languages other than English. So there's more taxpayer dollars. So it will basically cost them $18. They can walk in, you know, get their driver's license. They do have to do the, the regular tests like we all do, of course, but for 18 bucks. So now the bill limits, just similar to New York, right? It limits sharing of an applicant's personal info and is not considered a government record and will only be turned over for immigration-related matters with a person's consent or a court order. 
in other states, there are other states, a lot of states, guys, that are issuing driver's licenses to immigrants without legal status. This is already happening. California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, New Mexico, New York, Nevada, Oregon, Utah, Vermont, Washington, D.C., and Washington State. Yeah, this is already happening. Yep, and they're doing it simply to be able to gain votes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, as quickly as they can. Well, it's just these are Democratic-run states. They're just horribly run. They're filthy. It's just, it's sad to see. And people just don't, just they can't get a hold of it. I mean, look at California. What's happened to California? It used to be such a beautiful place. Right. And the thing is, is it will get them the votes because these people don't care how corrupt they are. I mean, I'm sure some of them do. But for the most part, this is advantageous for them. They're putting things in place that are helpful to them while at the same time, surely they're doing things that are not helpful to them, but they're unaware of it. And they're going to end up voting for them because of this. Of course, they're giving them all these things. They're giving them driver's licenses. You expect them to vote for them. They're getting Mm -hmm. all this free shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course they're going to vote for them. Yeah, like insurance. I don't even know where we're at with that status where they've, you know, been talking a lot about that too, trying to get health insurance coverage for them. I mean, it's crazy. They're not here legally. They haven't gone through the process like other people who have immigrated here and legally went through the process. And think of all that time and effort and everything they went through to do it the right way. And then these people just walk in and boom, hey, let us take care of this for you and let us take care of that for you. And and we're going to protect you from the law at the same time. Right, right. Sanctuary cities too. So, hey, if you want to go, you know, murder our kids or rape our kids, don't worry, we got you covered. Yes, it's disgusting. And the burden put on the states to cover the cost of these things, it's just over the top. I don't know how that would be sustainable. That's why we have this system is so that we're not bringing in everyone and giving them legal status because we just simply can't afford it. We can't cover the cost. They're not not contributing to the system, but we're paying out on medical. We're paying out on all these things. It's overburdening the system. Wait till you hear how much they're spending on the 2020 census, which of course needs to be done, but I'll get into that after you update us on the Flynn case. Okay, so Judge Sullivan has denied the Flynn motion to compel Brady material and other evidence in an update. And Brady material is evidence that's favorable to the accused, evidence that goes towards negating a defendant's guilt. And the prosecutors argued that by pleading guilty in this case, Flynn agreed to waive certain rights afforded by the Constitution, including to challenge admissibility of evidence offered against him, because his guilty pleas effectively bar him from raising claims based on any evidence obtained in violation of the Fourth Amendment. Flynn is not entitled to the information that was requested. This was what the prosecutors argued. Sullivan agreed and denied the Flynn motion. So the sentencing is now set for January 28th, 2020. But I want to talk a little bit about Sullivan's 99-page opinion. First of all, it made note of Flynn's brief in support of of the Brady motion. Certain portions lifted verbatim without sourcing and attributing them, and basically accusing Sidney Powell of plagiarism. Which Powell says makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, complete BS. 
And she stated that she both cited and linked the sources in the brief, and it was written by her friend, Lucas Walker. But the most interesting part of Sullivan's 99-page opinion is that it did not make mention of the IG report issued last week, which is extremely odd given the fact that the information provided in the IG report has relevance to the motion to compel for Brady evidence. And the whole reason why the sentencing was delayed was to wait for the release of the IG report. Hmm. So that's interesting, but it just looks like Sullivan in his eyes, it seems that the bottom line is that Flynn pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI and that seeking any exculpatory evidence doesn't change that. But we know that Flynn's FISA application was illegal. Exculpatory evidence that the FBI had in their possession was withheld from the application to spy on Flynn to the FISA court. So and we know that Comey authorized and sent out Andy McCabe and Joseph Panka to entrap Flynn. And he said it himself in an interview in 2018. He said, I sent them. And he added, I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with it in a more organized investigation. (laughs) Yeah. So so they tricked Flynn into not having a lawyer present. They tricked him into making statements so they could entrap him and then charge him. So here's what I think is going to happen next, possibly, that Flynn could withdraw his guilty plea. Yeah, I was wondering about that, how that would roll out. Well, Sidney Powell retweeted an article by The Federalist in which the last statement made of the article said, it's likely going to take Flynn telling Sullivan, I'm not guilty, and I only pled because they threatened my son. Right. It is really hard to fight this battle with a guilty plea. Yeah. Like, we don't don't know why he did it, but that guilty plea is hard to get around. So January 28th, 2020 is the date for sentencing, but I do want to add this note, which may apply to Flynn's case. In related news, the chief judge for the FISA court made a rare public order on Tuesday that the government shall know later than January 10th, and inform the court in a sworn written submission of what it has done and plans to do to ensure that the statement of facts in each of the FBI applications accurately and completely reflects the information possessed by the FBI material to any issue presented in the application. Basically that exculpatory evidence that was withheld from the applications. So there's going to be a process of discovery and that is due by January 10th. I feel like that is going to affect the sentence seeing hearing of january 28th for flynn right devastating to hear that the other day it really was was. we were not expecting that i mean we were all waiting for the ig report to drop and then for flynn to be vindicated and for the the court's decision to reflect that it's upsetting but i i don't think that the the story has ended yet i think that we have a couple of dates to look out for january 10th and then january 28th yeah and i think you're right that that could very well end up getting bumped back so i gotta tell you guys about this this spending deal So just like last year, you know, we're sitting here and we're facing a potential government shutdown. And so the House and the Senate get together on the spending deal, the budget, which of course they always manage to work in new bills and tweaks to bills in this. And I think it's, don't quote me on this. I want to say it was like over 700 pages or something. So they literally put this in like the night before impeachment. I don't think many people are aware that this even went through. And according to Kellyanne Conway, she says Trump is poised to sign this to prevent, you know, government shutdown and yada, yada. So I want to mention, 
I pulled some key points in here that I want to share of some of the stuff that was agreed upon. So it blocks the proposed 60 million in US-based foreign aid groups that list abortion as part of their core mission because the Dems were trying to put that through. So it blocked that and it also they also would not allow them to change the language because of course they attempted that on the Title X funds which you know, goes to organizations involved in abortions, which Trump barred that. So that stays, that stays barred. However, Planned Parenthood is still receiving $500 million a year in funding for their other reproductive rights services, which we know now includes pushing gender-affirming hormone therapy. So ultimately, whereas they may not be getting funding towards the abortion end of things, they're getting it towards the sterilization end of things. See how that works? Right. Yeah, so they still five hundred million. Jeez, five hundred million a year. So they they still need to keep hammering that. Obviously, there's some Republicans upset about that, um, but that's what they came to agree on on that end of it. Now, the border wall, which it's interesting because I looked through several different reports, and some are referring to it as the border wall, some are saying barriers, and some are saying fencing. So I don't know that there's actually a stipulation on that. I think that's just the terms that the reporters are using. I'm pretty certain it's the wall. It's 1.4 billion, which of course. Trump wanted more than that, which I believe the 1.4 billion is also what they had agreed on last year, if I'm remembering correctly. Now, it still allows him to tap into like emergency funds or other areas to add to that. They're not restricting that. They didn't put that language in there, but it does include, so you guys remember how they had like location restrictions in it last year? Those same location restrictions do apply this year. That didn't change. They also have a 700 billion Homeland Security and Pentagon budget. They repealed three Obamacare taxes, which is ultimately going to add a $428 billion to the deficit over 10 years. Dems secured $425 million for states to upgrade their election systems. Now, hmm. okay, I know exactly. We all want the election systems running smoothly and efficiently, and we don't want to see election fraud. But when the Dems are the ones saying they want this secured. I just want to know who's going to be the ones upgrading these systems. They want to go buy some more Soros machines, <laughs> right. <voting> machines. <laughs> right? Uh. Now they approved, they literally went over, I think it was around 1.2 or 1.4 billion. They went over what Trump was assessing for the 2020 census. So we have $7.6 billion attributed for the 2020 census. Isn't that crazy? crazy. I mean, it needs done. And I wonder, it just makes me, I'm I'm like picturing everyone in line getting their driver's license going, well, wait, are they going to be, you know, how is the census going to roll out exactly? Are they going to be filling this stuff out too? Because because I would like to see real numbers, legitimate numbers, uh, especially for the tune of seven point six billion, right? Yeah, no kidding. Now here's another one that raises my eyebrows. So Dems won increased funding. Basically, like the Dems were focused on all these. They scored like twenty seven billion in increases for domestic programs, and then said, "But we'll give we'll give Trump, you know, one point four billion towards his wall, and we'll give this hefty Homeland Security Pentagon, and okay, we'll we'll repeal the three Obamacare taxes. So, okay. So the Dems increased funding for early childhood education. 
Now, I, I wasn't able to find the exact amount of uh, funding that was increased there, but I just immediately, I go, okay, well, we know where that's going to the transgender agenda, you know? Mm, right, right. What are they educating? <laughs> and, 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 and planned parenthood. Let's teach that in schools, you know? Yeah. Let's see what else we got. We got uh, Dems secured $25 million for gun violence research at the CDC. Oh, hmm. research. Mm -hmm. That's another term for wasted money. Now, the military and federal civilian employees will see a 3.1% pay raise. There was bipartisan support for increased medical research, combating opioid epidemic, Head Start, and child care grants to states which is something I would need to look further into to see what childcare grants those are exactly. And then they managed to, uh, now I didn't go, I obviously I have not had a chance to look at this huge mammoth document. I was just extracting information from about 10 different reports that I could find, but they, they squeaked in several different bills. And so I, I bullet pointed a few of these here. Remember our whole conversation on the vaping and how they were talking about trying to remove the flavored vaping? Yep. Okay, so they actually are not going to remove the flavored vaping products, but what they just did is they raised the legal age for buying tobacco, e-cigarettes, and vaping devices from age 18 to 21. Ooh. Which I'm fine with that, honestly. I mean, that I don't have a problem with that because I do see a lot of young teens. How, 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 old, how old do you have to be to vote in America? Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying I to know. make a point. Did I, I make know. a point then? <laughs> well, hey, you have to be 21 to drink. Well, at least in most states you do. Is it still younger in, I know like Texas used to be younger. I don't know if they raised it to 21 or if it's still at a younger age there. No, I think I'm across the board, it's 21, yeah. How old do you have to be to drive? I'm generally asking you these questions. I'm not trying to, like, undercut you or anything. Oh, okay. So I was like, does he really not know? I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be a smart ass and, and like sh shut down the conversation. It's 16, right? 16 yes. to drive, 18, 18 to, to vote, and to, but, to but join the military. Uh, and to join the military, so to use weapons and to carry guns. Yep. Oh, and I then see. 21 to drink, and now apparently 21 to smoke. Oh, that, um, that makes sense. If they Completely find you smoking, bad. it's not like they can arrest you. It's I, it's I, paid I, for buying. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. That's my opinion. That's completely backwards to me. You can drive a vehicle that is very easily to kill a hell of a lot of people if you don't know how to drive properly. They're giving driver's license to illegal immigrants, but you can't smoke unless you're 21. To me, that's completely backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I see your point. Yep. That's just my opinion. In in Australia, it's 18 across the board for everything. As soon as you're 18, then you've got access to anything an adult has. Is that what it is for driving too? Yep. Huh. Yeah. So 18, you get your, you get L's when you're 16, which is your learners, but you have to have someone in the car with you. But yeah, 18 for every other adult sort of behavior that you can do. From going gotcha. to clubs, from buying alcohol, from buying smokes, it's just 18 across the board. So once you turn 18, it's just a big party. <laughs> once, once you turn 18, well, you're an adult, so you do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> You're going to go to the gun range, buy a pack of smokes on your way. Go to a gun range. Go to the range. bar afterwards. You're assuming we have gun ranges. Yeah, they don't. don't. We no. don't have gun ranges. Oh. Weapons are hard to get here unless you have a license. You have to be 18 to have a license. 18 for everything. So even to get your gun license, you've got to be 18. 
one of the other things they did, and I'd have to look further into this, is um, several visa programs for skilled and seasonal workers would be extended through September. So I don't know what all that entails. And then reauthorization of the Export-Import Bank. So, so those were just some of the key things I wanted to pull out and let people know um, since this kind of like slipped through while all this impeachment stuff's going on. Right. It's all about the impeachment right now. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for that breakdown, because I don't think a lot of people even knew that. I, like, I didn't know, even know that was going on until you just brought it up. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, well. it, everyone's got eyes on this impeachment thing. Right. So Edge is going to update us on the impeachment now. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to give a broad scope overview of this. Here's the deal. There's no proof the president committed an impeachable offense. No proof, no evidence of bribery, treason, or high crimes and misdemeanors. And for six hours, the House debated and voted on impeachment of our duly elected president. Not one of the Democrats' witnesses was able to establish that Trump committed bribery or treason or high crimes and misdemeanors as required by the Constitution. 17 out of 24 of the Democrats in the House Judiciary Committee voted to move forward on articles of impeachment before this call between Trump and Zelensky ever even took place. So if everything is based on this call, then why were they moving forward on impeachment proceedings before this call even took place? Like the day of inauguration. Right. Why did Pel- <laughs> exactly. Why did Pelosi say a week ago in an interview that the impeachment effort has been going on for two and a half years? Why right. did Why did Maxine Waters state three months after Trump was elected, "I'm going to fight every day until he's impeached"? Why did Rashida Tlaib say right after she was elected, "We're going to impeach the MFR"? Why did the whistleblower lawyer, Mark Zaid, tweet in 2017, the coup has started and impeachment will follow ultimately? Yep. Why did Al Green state in an interview, I'm concerned if we don't impeach the president, he will get reelected? Well, the opposite is going to happen, I believe, because I think this is actually helping the president get reelected. People see right through this hoax, just like the Russia hoax. And as Matt Gates put it, Nancy Pelosi has been functionally catfished into an illegitimate impeachment. We will not win the vote, meaning the vote in the House, to impeach, but we will have won the argument, and as a result, we will win the election. He went on to state in a different interview, Dems are down double digits with independent voters. They have lost the debate. Mm -hmm. They will win the vote on impeachment. They will lose on removal. And they are going to lose the 2020 election. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wanted to actually read, and I'm going to link this under the video, because if you guys have not read Trump's six page letter, pure fire to Pelosi, who says it's ridiculous, you have got to read it. So I just extracted like four paragraphs from it. You, it be, and, and I'm telling you, Trump wrote this. Now, they may have spell-checked it or edited it a little bit, but I'm telling you, he wrote this. So here's, here's a few that really caught my eye that are not uh, are a little different from, you know, I don't want to repeat what we already have heard him say before. So he says, 
By proceeding with your invalid impeachment, you are violating your oaths of office. You are breaking your allegiance to the Constitution, and you are declaring open war on American democracy. You dare to invoke the Founding Fathers in pursuit of this election nullification scheme, yet your spiteful actions display unfettered contempt for America's founding, and your egregious conduct threatens to destroy that which our founders pledged their very lives to build. Even worse than offending the Founding Fathers, you are offending Americans of faith by continually saying, I pray for the president, when you know this statement is not true, unless it is meant in a negative sense. It is a terrible thing you are doing, but you will have to live with it, not I. You know full well that Vice President Biden used his office and $1 billion of U.S. aid money to coerce Ukraine into firing the prosecutor who was digging into the company, paying his son millions of dollars. You know this because Biden bragged about it on video. Biden openly stated, I said, I'm telling you, you are not getting the billion dollars. I looked at them and said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you are not getting your money. Well, son of a bitch, he got fired. Even Joe Biden admitted just days ago in an interview with NPR that it looked bad. Now you are trying to impeach me by falsely accusing me of doing what Joe Biden has admitted he actually did. Once I presented the transcribed call, which surprised and shocked the fraudsters, they never thought that such evidence would be presented. The so-called whistleblower and the second whistleblower disappeared because they got caught. Their report was a fraud and they were no longer going to be made available to us. In other words, once the phone call was made public, your whole plot blew up, but that didn't stop you from continuing. More due process was afforded to those accused in the Salem witch trials. You are the ones interfering in America's elections. You are the ones subverting America's democracy. You are the ones obstructing justice. You are the ones bringing pain and suffering to our republic for your own selfish personal, political, and partisan gain. You apparently have so little respect for the American people that you expect them to believe that you are approaching this impeachment somberly, reservedly, and reluctantly. No intelligent person believes what you are saying. Since the moment I won the election, the Democrat Party has been possessed by impeachment fever. There is no reticence. This is not a somber affair. You are making a mockery of impeachment and you are scarcely concealing your hatred of me, of the Republican Party and tens of millions of patriotic Americans. The voters are wise and they are seeing straight through this empty, hollow and dangerous game you are playing. I have no doubt the American people will hold you and the Democrats fully responsible in the upcoming 2020 election. They will not soon forgive your perversion of justice and abuse of power. I'm telling you guys, like that's only a fifth of the letter. You've got to read this whole letter. He says basically everything we would all just love to scream at these people. I know it's so he wanted good. this on record. He said he wanted this on record so that in a, you know, a hundred years from now, people can look back at history and they can see what really happened. So that exactly. this happens again. This will be a historical document because this is, this is unprecedented what they're doing. And it's mm-hmm. never, the way that they're doing it, totally partisan. It's never been done this way in the history of our country. And so this letter, it, it's perfect. I love it because it will go down in history. I'm surprised that they've gone this far with it, but I'm not in a way as well because they have no platform. Democrats have no platform. 
the platform is to hate the president. And that has driven millions of independent voters. And it's even driven a lot of liberals, like classical liberals, not far leftists to the right as well, right. or at least to a middle stance. They're tearing their own party apart. I think that they're fighting for literally for their own freedom because a lot of these people may have been involved in some of these fraud schemes, like the one we were talking about last week that involved Nader, the whole allied wallet and donations through the Clinton Foundation. People mm -hmm. may be involved in some of these fraud schemes or schemes like with Franklin Templeton and Biden and Ukraine. These things are going to be coming to light and there are going to be indictments okay and we have csv files on on what is it 700 historians that want to impeach him and 550 law professors i'm like gosh thanks guys for the csv files there's like another 12 <laughs> state robot names we can add to the list <laughs> and, and then the whole Spygate stuff, too. So these people, they're literally fighting for their own freedom because they know if they don't get rid of Trump, that indictments are coming and some of these people are actually involved. So that's why they're doing this. Four more years of his presidency will destroy their party and they can't have it. They're doing everything they can and they're making the wrong moves to go about it. Yeah, and he has a section in his letter, too, saying you can't compete, and he lists, like, everything that he's done since he's been <laughs> in. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It is really sad that this is happening, but it's only going to reflect bad on Dems throughout history, as well as the next election, because anyone with any shred of intelligence can see how right ridiculous. through all this. You, you don't even need to have a real high IQ to see this bullshit. And you know what's interesting, too, is every now and then I'll go in and I'll look at... Say some say Trump tweeted something and then someone will come at him and spew out this lie and maybe, you know, they've they've actually got maybe five or ten thousand followers. And there'll be all these people chiming in, tag like tag teaming off of that person. And I'll look at all those people and it's like, oh, five followers just joined. They're complete bots. They're just they're all just hammering this. And I'm telling you, the numbers like no one should ever pay attention to polls, period. But Twitter's not real life, though. It really isn't. There, There is such a huge block of people in the American public, especially, that are not on Twitter. So you've you got to look at these likes and these retweets and stuff really objectively. As well as the polls, because they're completely skewed. Oh, purposely not polling. Let's take a sample of 800 people over here that we know are more left-leaning, and let's call this a poll. These polls are biased towards the left anyway, and they still have Trump in favorability at the moment through impeachment. So right. What does that say? Exactly. I mean, all you have to do again is look at the rallies. You exactly. cannot deny that. It's important to note, I'm actually going to go in, Speaker, while you start talking about the uh, symbolism, I'm going to go in and just see if there's any kind of an update because so everyone knows we record on Wednesdays and we post on Fridays. And today is the day where they're doing this vote on impeachment. And so we're kind of like waiting for this to finalize and roll out. And it's probably going to all happen after we're done recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry man you're gonna have to look that one up catching yeah, on the sure. news yeah so I'll, I'll just i'll run into this quickly because i wanted to talk about it because it just shows you how out of touch a lot of these people are and a lot of these lunatic leftists sort of idea of things that have happened 
And, and and this is the other day at the Navy game where Trump attended and an investigation had been launched over whether a hand gesture flashed by several cadets during a TV broadcast was meant to be a sign for white power. One, the fact that the investigation's even going on on this is absolutely ludicrous. What a waste of taxpayers' money. It's insane. So had, had this started, which is where most of these trolling attempts start, which is on 4chan, <clears throat> this has been done on, in an absolute plethora of things. We love to troll. We we love to put these things out. I mean, we've done it with the iPhone like a few years back when the new iPhone came out and it didn't have an iPod jack in it. And people said, you know, if you drill through your phone, you find it. And people actually started drilling into their phones and destroying their phones. <laughs> Right? So, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hundreds of these things that have happened, right? Yeah. We do it all the time. So, this one that started on Fortran was called Operation OKKK, right? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> which is hilarious. So, so the point of this is uh, we must flood Twitter and other social media websites with spam, claiming that the OK hand sign is a symbol of white supremacy. Make fake accounts with basic white girl names and type shit like, oh my God, it's so true. Use as many images as you please. Can also be good for us to assert associate their okay sign being a symbol of white supremacy because Mel Gibson used it. Use the hashtag power hand privilege. I love this sort of stuff. Like I, I, I live for this sort of stuff. Uh, bonus points if your profile pic is something related to supporting feminism. Leftists have dug so deep down into their lunacy that we must force them to dig more until the rest of society aren't going anywhere near that shit. Which is so true because one thing what they're playing is it's called the circle game. You make a little, like an okay sign, you look at it, and then you get to like punch the person in the arm if they look at it. It's been going around for years. So but the yeah. the origin of the okay symbol being a power, a, a white power symbol started on 4chan. It was a total troll, just like they've done with everything else as a joke and to expose the left as being the lunatics that they are. And they just, they bought it hook, line, and sinker. And so now anytime they see an okay symbol, uh, that's racist. Basically. But how good is that as like as a plan to really show how crazy these people are? And, and like, it doesn't just stop at the okay symbol. I mean, there was one, this happened in Scotland the other day in a, in a city called Perth where they were putting stickers on polls saying it's okay to be white, right? And then the the, the heading on, on these mainstream media sites was like this shocking racist thing that's been going around Scotland. I mean, there's nothing racist about what they just said. It's just calling out their lunacy. So some right? cadets did it at the football game and now they're being un- investigated? Like there there's actually an investigation going yeah, on as yeah, far oh, as... Yeah. Yeah, so back to that. Yeah, so yeah, there's um there's an investigation going on if these cadets are Nazis. Oh Good my Lord. gosh. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Lord. Well, and I know, but some people will say this because we can take this back a few years actually and look at, you know, Hollywood and some elites who would always do this okay symbol or cover one eye and stuff like that. And so a lot of people were saying that this is a more cabal oriented, you're like in the elite club and these are symbols that they use. So when I saw that, because I, I didn't dig into this like you did, but and, and I'm not on 4chan, but when I saw that about this investigation, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what is going on? Like, I was under the impression that these could potentially be little symbols that, you know, the elite seem to always use, because you can look back at magazine covers and websites right. and whatnot, and they do that often. Right, the, with the, especially when they're covering or going doing the OK symbol over one eye. I think it's more right. like to highlight that eye. Gotcha. With the videos that they showed of these cadet games, though, it's like a real small group of the crowd of a couple of people doing it. But like, if you were to zoom out, was there any black cadets or Asian cadets doing it? I bet you there was. 
right? But that doesn't fit right. the narrative. There's been heaps of posts on social media, and this is why I love black Americans, because they're, they're, they're black American conservatives. They crack me up. I absolutely love them. They were making heaps of posts doing it, and, they, and that's funny. Who are you going to call them racist? Right. You're going to call right. them right. But, but they, they crack me up when they stand up to stuff like that, because they're not stupid. Yeah. They, they understand right. what it is, and they, they know that we're not in this time of this great racist oppression. This is not the 1940s. So many people are in this like mindset that racism now is worse than it's ever been. No, it is not. It's not even close. Go back and look at bloody um, KKK rallies in the 1900s. You'll see racism. That's racism. But but that, that's how much they're not oppressed. That an OK symbol is a sign of Nazis now. Good Lord. Hey, guys, I have some breaking news here. So the Ooh. fourth Pentagon official announces resignation this week. Uh, this is Principal Deputy Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence, Kari Bingen, submitted her resignation on uh, December 5th and will leave January 10th, but they're just coming out with this news right now. And that followed three others within seven days. So on December 12th, notification that top Asia policy official Randall Shriver would leave after two years on the job. December 13th, announcement that top official in charge of personnel and readiness, Jimmy Stewart, had resigned after a little over a year on the job. And on Tuesday, Defense News reported that Defense Advanced Research Projects agency leader Stephen Walker will leave in January. So, hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Ooh, check this out. I just saw this. The head of DARPA resigns. Oh. Yeah. Stephen Walker, the 21st director of the U.S. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, announced his resignation on Tuesday, which will be effective January 10th, 2020. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> some high up officials here. Yeah. Getting away, getting out of it. <laughs> I mean, I we're just know. speculating here, guys. But, you know, four in a week and now DARPA, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, things are happening, guys. And I find that date interesting, too. January 10th. A lot of things going to be coming up on January 10th. For everyone out there, look, this impeachment's hard. This is going to get a lot of people upset. But you can take it in two ways. I mean, the president is. He's going to take it. He's going to run with it. And he's going to turn it into a positive like he normally does. And it's really up to you American citizens, you voters, to do the same. Come out in force and show them that what they're doing is ridiculous. It is against what the people want. And you can show that through your votes and your actions. Get out there and rallies and, you know, keep peaceful, unlike the left. Get out there and show your might with your voice and your vote. That's right. I'm looking up the impeachment highlights here and, and I'm pretty certain this is still going on i can't very well click play on this right now yeah, so it, it it will go on for a while but we know the result of it he will be in peace right. right and it will pretty much be the death of the democratic party they've sealed it al green is now using you know that picture of the time magazine with that little girl like this little girl crying at the border oh yeah that, yeah yeah which is completely debunked so oh, they he, photoshopped it in yep yeah, so how his parents were actually, like, it, it's a complete made-up story. It's got nothing to do with people coming there illegally or anything like that. So he's got a blown-up picture of that in the impeachment trial at the moment. He's talking about it. Oh, good grief. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> how does that have to do with the Ukraine call? <laughs> it, I, I know, right? It doesn't even relate to the articles they're voting on. Wow. So it, it's just, it, it's an absolute shit show. But anyone with any intelligence and the people out there, and I truly believe that there's more Americans that are out there that are, that are more in tune with this. They know what's going on. The silent majority will come out and they will vote again. 
And Absolutely. No, I, Just like Matt Gates said, Dems are down double digits with independent voters. They have lost the debate. They will win the vote in, on impeachment. They will lose on removal and they will lose again on the 2020 election. There you go. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to us here on Dig It with the speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to check out all the links in the description below. And we are now on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and hit that bell. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you.